What's up? I'm Jeff Weiss, a misanthropist. And I'm no can do. You said a misanthropist? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm no can do, a father of three, uh, a ghost writer, (laughs) a living writer. He might make your shit tighter. For real. (laughs) For the right price, I'm there on time. (laughs) The only time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't even believe you show up on time for ghostwriting sessions. Uh, you have, um, I, for, for ghostwriting sessions for any, yeah, for me, n- <laughs> no, yes, no, but for, for you money, have, yeah, for, 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 for the money, money yeah. for the money. And this is Shots Fired, a podcast about hip hop and, uh, making America great again. Yeah. Making America greet, greedo, Gr- making America greedo. I wanted, I wanted to, uh, do a, like a headline, gre- like, you know, like the eighties thing where it's like greed is good. Like, yeah. like greedo is good. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like a good headline. Was like there a headline called "Greed Is Good" in the eighties? It was like it was like a. Was like a I think it was from shit. Wall Street. Yeah, I think it was from the movie Wall Street. It was, this is uh, we're back after a you know, after a predictable short hiatus, but we're gonna keep going occasionally when we feel like it. Uh, yeah. What and, do you want from us? What yeah, do you want I, from us? Honestly, like it, it exists. We're two grown ass men. Yeah, like we're, they're not getting paid. You can PayPal us money if you want. Hit uh, us with the PayPal. Hit us with the PayPal. Put it what's in the Venmo, what's, what's, baby. What's your, what's your PayPal? Uh, no, just my, do my Venmo. Do MC, MC no can do Venmo. I'm a PayPal passion at gmail.com. And then, give us money. I don't know. Why not? And then, Someone, you know, one, then person, put, one person will give us 10 bucks, and that person is my best friend for the rest of my life. Passionweiss or at gmail.com or on PayPal. MC no can do at Venmo, and then just put in uh, motherfucking shots fired. Uh, uh, $7,000. Shots fired <laughs> motivation and incentive. Yeah, yeah. And then we will make a podcast if it's enough money to pay for the coffee and SD RAM cards. <laughs> yeah, I had to buy a RAM card. It was a, it was a hectic day. We were going to save three. And ice, we had ice cream, bro. We, we had ice cream. We had, we, Motherfuckers we, had ice cream. It's the first hot day in LA. We yeah. This is the first time we kicked it, kicked it in a lot because, yeah. of, the, because of these. Uh, because of technical difficulties. Yeah. I like it, man. Yeah, it's true. This is where I come clean and confront No Can Do and unfollowing me from Instagram now. <laughs> no, I didn't unfollow you on Instagram. You did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No. <laughs> yeah, you I, th- did. I unfollowed you on Twitter, not on Instagram. Well, on Twitter, it was kind of a legendary unfollow because you only unfollow me, an anime guy, and Max B. So I was like, I respect that. Oh, I only follow, uh, what is it? No, yeah. who, who is it? Uh, <laughs> Confronted. Edward Snowden. It's Edward, Edward Snowden. Naoki Urasawa and Max Maybe B. Maybe you are making America great again with Edward Snowden. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but apparently. I, would, I, know, I didn't mean to unfollow you on Twitter. I went on a tear. I woke up, I woke up, cleaned, cleaned. I was like, you, you didn't, you unfollow, you didn't unfollow Paul. <laughs> like I looked at it, and I was like, I was like, look, we know Paul's more likable than me, but you didn't need to codify it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I went on a tear. I like, I, I yelled at somebody that morning. I did, have you ever seen me yell at, yell at anybody? No. All right, cool. Um, I was really, I was going to uh, cut everybody off. Like literally everybody else. So every, yeah, you had your, you and Kanye. Yeah, but I don't I don't know what's going on with Kanye. Can we can we can we talk? We I think we need your. Uh, I think everyone can predict my input on it. But what is your input on it? Wait, everybody knows look, your input. Or everyone's what? gonna know. I'm gonna say some hateful ass like hating ass shit. And um, but so you don't know? Do you know what Kanye said? Like how how deep are you in the Kanye wormhole? Um, you heard Kanye versus the people. Somebody tried to play it. Play it. For me, a girl came over and to kick it. Oh, we gotta we gotta edit that out. Actually, we gotta edit that out. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has to get all edited right, out. Yeah. But um, somebody came to kick it and uh, they they play, started to play that song and I immediately turned it off. 
and uh, you know, because I wasn't trying to function like that. Yeah. And also, like, they're they were a pretty stupid person, <laughs> and they were also like a self-hating black woman. Yeah. And um, I know, like, when I stopped listening to what Kanye did was doing is when that self-hating black woman, uh, he like co-signed her. On oh, it was Candace Owens. Yeah, so Candace Owens came yeah. over to your house. No, no so it was <laughs> it was like a dumber version of Candace. Owens. Really, dumb, dumber, less like she was a uh, black Republican. Not even to say she probably doesn't even vote. Yeah, but she said her mom was a Republican, which is cool. I don't. I'm not tripping, but it's a little weird. No, I don't want to go in and out. I, why, why? But people decisions like that. But yeah. you know, when I mean, somebody I, there's a lot of Jewish some, Republicans now, and I look at them as kind of like you don't. I don't think you understand what it means to be Jewish. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But I can only I, speak. I can only speak for the Hebrews. But when yeah, and I can only speak <laughs> yeah. for the black people. But when somebody tri- trivializes, you know, especially when somebody he like said, oh, this chick, you know, is I, don't, I forgot what he said, but I, and I clicked on the link and then I like find out, kind of find out some shit she said. But Candace Owens. Yeah, he said she's a free thinker. And yeah, but when somebody trivializes uh, like hardships, well, he uh, said when you hear about slavery for four hundred years, that sounds like a choice. And then he backtracked, and he was like, uh, like... But then he was like, yeah, if I'd lived 148 years ago, I'd have been, like, more like Harriet Tubman or Nat Turner. And then he, like, quoted, like, this fake Harriet Tubman quote where he's like, I freed a 1,000 slaves. If I, I could have freed a 1,000 more if they knew they were slaves. But that, Harriet Tubman never said that. And he, yeah. like, deleted that. And it's just like... Kanye West is a middle-class kid, right? More or less, yeah. I mean, middle-class kid. English professor. And mom's an English his professor. His dad was a photojournalist at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. His dad was a Black Panther. Uh, I have tears in my eyes right now yeah. because people who say that have never been victims of any kind of abuse. You know, like if I was, like imagine if people that grow up with like, or, or just couples. My, my sister was in a, an abusive relationship that she just got out of, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, people that say, if I, that was me, I would have I been this. Yeah. If, imagine growing up, just just people that are, are in households of abuse yeah. from being children. Yeah. So, like, you, it's you, hard to understand so, unless you've been so through. I think system yeah. systematic abuse. Mm-hmm. People like if like no like if you from as a from childhood were in a situation that you know that puts you that makes you in, in feel inferior yeah. that that limits resources and information. You know, spirit, will, all that stuff, and, and it limits you. You know what I'm saying? It's easy for a dude whose mom is a professor, yeah. you know, and like. Well, I'm to, sure it was like, read all the books. Like, he went to art school. Like, he had a lot of opportunities. I think, I don't think he grew up wealthy or anything. But yeah. He, he, I mean, I, I, it's hard like, for me to kind here. of like. Get out of here. Well, what that. I think I resent about Kanye is, is the willful ignorance. That, mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, the opinions, like, okay, you can be wrong, yeah. but I don't like when people like. Like, like, I guess, like, T.I. went on, like, Charlemagne or something. I was talking about it. And, he, you know, he was trying to, like, tell Kanye, like, he's like, well, what do you think about the travel ban? And Kanye was like, what travel ban? Like, he didn't, Stupid, he yeah. didn't know about the travel ban. I just, like, wait, I, hold on. I just discovered that the Starbucks uh, a top. Go on, the, a, on blue Solo Cups. Go, goes on Solo Cups, which probably goes yeah. on the red Solo Cups. We're, we're a Solo Cup household in this, in this uh, establishment. This can, motherfuckers are going to be I'm a, I'm sip, a, uh, sipping yeah. straws like Adelaide. It's fucking That's lean out of these yeah. motherfuckers. You just, but, you just invented it. I just invented that shit. Yeah. Um, but so motherfucking, uh, what? Oh, he didn't know about the travel ban? He didn't know about the travel ban. I mean, it's like, you know what the thing about Kanye that's like, it's, it's sad is like, you know, it's funny. I remember there was an episode, we were talking about it before, where it was like, 
we did a Yeezus up right when Yeezus came out. And I, I like my, my view on Yeezus did definitely evolved. Like in hindsight, I think it's it like, like a, the first Travis Scott album, right? Uh, he definitely was taken. So yeah. I mean, he, he had a lot of ghostwriting. I mean, he had like, uh, I think, I don't know if Ryan Fest was, but Lupe definitely was doing a lot of ghostwriting on that album. Saha was doing, there were all those guys were doing ghostwriting mm -hmm. on, on Yeezus. And a lot of guys do ghostwriting on Yeezus. Oh yeah. A lot of guys mm -hmm. did. Um, I mean, we, we go through the list. It's, it's pretty like mm -hmm. staggering, but I thought it was kind of bullshit the first time I heard it because it felt, I mean, who am I to say honestly, but like it, it did feel like Kanye, like the radicalism felt like a little bit like a put on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of a sudden you were like, he was kind of like toggling back and forth, which is like, you know, it's like that funny thing about Kanye where I think back to that clip at uh, Paris, right? Where uh, he has the clip from that, what, like the Blades of Glory movie, the Blades of Steel movie. Like, yeah. the, he's like, it's provocative. He's got to be provocative. What does that even mean? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, clearly a provocateur. And that's kind of what I felt about Yeezus. It kind of felt like a little bit like, like how deeply felt, or I mean, like not deeply felt, that's the wrong word, but like how deeply thought out are these ideas that you're presenting, which I, I, I probably agree with a lot of them, but like you can't be the anti-materialist guy, Kanye. You're the most, you're, you're the, par the, the epitome of materialism in America. Mm -hmm. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. He can, be, he can be whoever he wants to be. I myself as a consumer, yeah. Don't have to care. No, to, you're right. You know yeah, what I'm I mean, saying? like, well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. And it's like one of those things where it's like, what do you gravitate towards an artist? I feel one of the appeals about Kanye was that he was he was extremely human, mm -hmm. right? Like, and like then it's like when you become a god, you're less a little less interesting to me when you're a god. But some people feel differently. I'm not. I don't. I, don't, I, I like human. I don't think he was ever. Like, I don't think what was appealing to him is that he was human, man. You don't think on, like, college dropout? I mean, that's not my favorite. My favorite is 808s and Heartbreak, because nah. to me, that was where he was the most human. Oh, yeah. That, and that and is my favorite. Bullshit. And, yeah. and you know what's so funny? Uh, that 808s and Heartbreak, you know how influential that is? My daughter plays a song. I'm pretty sure it's, it's like my, my daughter, she loves pop music mm -hmm. a lot. And um, there's a song called Never Be the Same by Camila Cabello. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like an 808 yeah. and Heartbreak song. That's how long that influences last. I mean, if you think about it, like, I mean, future, a lot comes from that. I he guess. made, yeah, he made it. Kevin Gates, obviously, there's a little, you know, like that. But what, what I'm going to say, obviously. you know what, you know what made Kanye pop? Oh, dude, this is going to sound, sound, uh, sound insensitive. I think, <laughs> I, I think like, here we go. Like, uh, like whiny privileged black kids, you know? You're saying, what, what about that? Like, you know, people that are like, uh, like, you know, like he, he to me, like he, his and his records, like I, when those records came out, I was working forty hours a week yeah. and I had a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, but people that I know that really liked it were, you know, kids that like were, you know, that were coasting because yeah. of of you know parents and they're in college and whoopie whoopie whoop. Yeah. Like like I said, I tweeted this shit like college niggas love college dropout. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he's complaining about having to fold clothes. Yeah, well, I think a lot. You know? of, a lot of white. I think a lot of white kids. That was one of the things. Where yeah. They could, like for the first, I think a lot of like he got a lot of white fans into hip hop for the first time because that was the first time they. It's, could it's, 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 relate. it's, 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 it's almost it's, same it's with music. Eminem, almost in a, in, a, in a different way. Yeah, but that wasn't music. That was more. That wasn't music. Yeah, that was more. Privilege. This is more class. I this suppose. is class. Yeah, well, you right. know, you know, Eminem was obviously poor. Yeah. And, and Kanye. But Eminem yeah. stuff hit a note with black kids because I like that shit. Yeah, that's true. Like I don't give a lot of black. Yeah, like I mean, that's in the the early the early stuff. You know. Cye loves Eminem. Like, yeah, yeah, any, other, yeah, but so like Kanye's like Tyler, what obviously. made people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tyler likes Kanye too. I love, yeah, he loved Kanye. And well, that, actually, Domo, that was his favorite. That was Domo, okay. Yeah. But like, I but honestly, I've never, I sat out for tickets for a Kanye. I've, I've, I've slept on the floor for Kanye West tickets for my ex-wife for an hour. 
Uh, yeah, I can't imagine virgin. you. Or not hours, yeah. sorry, at a night. She also likes J. Cole a lot, too. She likes J. Cole, yeah. you know? And I feel like... Did you hear that? Yeah. We'll, we'll no, nah, I won't listen to that crap. That crap. not good. But, like... It's media. It's just... But people, people that bitch about nothing, people that bitch about things that, like, every... That salt-to-the-earth motherfucker people yeah. just have to experience to get through, like, that's yeah. who likes Kanye. And so the people that, to me, even though... Like, it's, it's your job to, to, to get it. You know, it's your job to understand and talk about it. I mean, I don't usually, but I do my best. You don't get it. Yeah. But because you... Because you don't, you don't think that you're the center of the universe and that your little, your, your hardships are the, are, are the, you know, are, are to be talked to. You listen to Boosie, bro, which is like, this is, I'm going through this shit. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, the thing about what I love about Boosie is, right, like, a song like going through some, like, going through some things, right? Like, it doesn't, I mean, of course, like, Bo- what Boosie is complaining about is, is, is way more real than what I'm, what I would theoretically be. But it's the concept of, a. Uh, a shared sense of struggle against, like, and, and that, you can be struggling against anything. And overcoming that. And overcoming that. You know what yeah. Kanye is overcoming? Like, trivial, trivialties. Yeah. Like, yeah. like first world, his whole career is first world problems. Well, it's like, it's like the fashion industry won't, like, and that, that's what I was like, I was like, really, like, why do you care what, like, Gianni, or whoever, like, Givenchy doesn't like you or something? Like, who fucking cares? Like, the Grammys don't give you enough awards? Like, why do you want what, the fucking Grammys? Like... Like, you mm. love Nas. They never give Nas a Grammy. Like, mm. you don't see Nas up here, like, bitching about, like, not winning any Grammys. It's like, mm. the, the people that decide the Grammys are a bunch of old white people anyways. Like, they shouldn't get you. Mm-hmm. Like, if, you, if you're making really original art, like, they probably won't get you. Mm-hmm. It's like Kendrick, like, Good Kid, Mad City, which is, like, you know, probably my favorite. That thing. was the best one. That was the best That's one. The best they one. didn't get that shit. They yeah. got, what did they give him a first Grammy for was I Love Myself. Yeah, and he had to, he had to telegraph. I was talking to my OG. It's an old jazz Yeah, they gave it to Macklemore. So that's all you need to know. Well, JMD, like Kendrick, to get the Grammy later on, yeah. not when he lost, he should have got it for Good Kid, Mad City, sure. based yeah. on a body of work. But yeah. to get the Grammy, he literally had to telegraph, like, yeah. guess what, guys? Yeah. I'm doing jazz. I'm totally. a jazz musician. Totally. You understand what jazz is, yeah. don't you, old white guy? Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm the jazz guy. Yeah. I am I am the black hardship. Look, I'm on stage with a bunch of, you know, uh, it's, I'm doing theater with prisoners, yeah. but me just looking at you and speaking the language of the people and saying totally. it, you'll never understand totally. that. Like, you know what you, they're not getting the E40, you know, big balling with the homies reference. They're not getting big the 25 lighters or like the 25 lighters on my dresser. You know what I mean? Like, like never, never, never. Like, uh, that's a lot of things. And like, that was what, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I like Damn a lot, but that's not there, you know. I thought that was a really good record. It's but cool. yeah, cool. but the, the but Kanye Good Kid Mad City was, is the one. It's, it's, it's the one. Yeah. And, but. Back on back Kanye, back to yeah. like Kanye because we we still gotta talk about we still gotta like yeah get it all I'm not really good with linear conversation <laughs> yeah. you know? after after 97 episodes no one would yeah as a, as a, I'm not exactly great but like you know I think he's like a great producer I think he's got a dope ear yeah he probably has like I would he's say a, probably the best ear in hip hop history he's got the strongest will out of any artist yeah. in our time I was ta- you, know? you know it's funny I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying like uh, how they they had interviewed Dame Dash, or they knew Dame Dash fairly well, and like they were talking to Dame Dash about Kanye, and, and you know this is a well-told or a well-trodden t- uh, territory, but basically Dame was like reiterating to them just how like at Rockefeller they were like, please, just you will never be a rapper, just stop it, like mm-hmm. you you can't do this, and they only gave him the deal because they wanted to sign beats. somewhere else. Well, yeah, and he was going to sign somewhere else, and they they would have taken the beats with him. Yeah, yeah. So like, fine, like we'll give you a deal. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, but that shows how stupid. Like Dame Dash is like. It's so funny. Uh, Dame Dash is like a hustler. He's like a money man. Yeah. Money, money men don't understand yeah. art like that. You know what I'm saying? They're like, well, where I, do I? They have to hire people to put. 
put their art on their wall. I mean, I'd argue that he probably, for any money man, he did. But like, but you know, he at the same time, like, I don't know. I always think it's interesting about those guys where it's like they 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 can like hit a lick once, mm-hmm. but like, and I'm sure he has good investments in other scenarios. But like, you know, it's like that great J line where he's like, "Oh, you made J, we'll find another J," and you know what I mean. And it's like good luck finding another. And there's a lot of guys in music uh, history where it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, even even Puffy, like great A and R, but like, you know who isn't though? Birdman. Birdman can find anything. Yeah, because well, Birdman... Gucci Mane, too, actually. Probably Gucci, two of the greatest Gucci, A&Rs of all time. But Gucci Mane ain't, ain't even like a... He's not a business... Bu- no, Gucci you're Mane right, is an artist. artist. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and like a Birdman... And he, and he attracts... Gucci Mane literally yeah. attracts great artists. Totally. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, there's a story in his book where he like brought Pee Wee Longway to the studio one mm. day and like, he brought in Thug. And like mm. he didn't even know Pee Wee was like rapping at that point because he just knew him as a hustler from the street. And like mm. he brought in Thug. So it's like, and of course, Thug wanted to be Gucci Mane, so... yeah, yeah. He wanted to meet Gucci Mane or be Gucci Mane. Yeah, probably both. Yeah, you know. But I think Kanye, yeah, Kanye, he's created a, he's like a big fish. He's created a lot of opportunities for people. I think he, I agree with you that, you know, he doesn't believe in anything that he's doing. He's just doing it to, you know, be provocative, you know. And I think that that's, that's like, I don't think that's, I think it's valuable for entertainment. You know, that's why he's such a big celebrity. but But I don't think it's valuable like as a, like, uh, for as a cult- culturally, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like as somebody that, I mean, I, it, it sounds almost melodramatic with the Donald Trump thing, but like it profoundly affects me. And like, like I, I think Donald Trump has changed the calculus for almost every scenario in American life right now. Mm-hmm. I think like for Kanye to come out like saying. I mean, I'm not even going to get into the George Bush, like, doesn't care about black people Kanye versus this new Kanye. Yeah. Kanye, to me, is emblematic of, like, the deeper uh, discomforting and, and, and troubling trends in American life, where it's, like, in the last... From when Kanye was... Don't, George Bush doesn't care about black people, which I believe was 2005, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so it's been 13 years. Now, like, we're, like, now Kanye has worms in his brain and dust and is going to go on Infowars and is, like, thinks it's all fake news. And, but like, check this out. Check that, this and out. that's what America... But check this lot, out. ...large portions of When people... Country. When people, when he said George Bush, and I have to agree with some of like the stuff that he's blurted out. Yeah, not George but, Bush. That was that was real. Like, but, but see, everyone, that's because me yeah. and you, because I'm a black dude from yeah. out here, right? And yeah. you're a liberal, like you know, journalist, right? Yeah. There's a large group of white people, right? Or large group yeah. of people that were like, like no, yeah, you know. He's well, now crazy. they love him now. He's crazy. <laughs> like ironically, you know. There's, I mean, the Taylor Swift a, thing. He was, he was right about it. Like, he was dead right. <laughs> like, he was, I, I remember arguing with a dude uh, yeah. about that Taylor Swift yeah. thing about how uh, the tactics. Might, but like at the same time, like you know what? Like we're still talking about it. So maybe the tactics were right. He, he, he like yeah. he basically said like, okay, no, Beyonce did this, and she did, and no yeah. one else was gonna say that shit. Nobody else. It would have been another another win for white mediocrity <laughs> and versus black excellence. Uh, but then, uh, what should we call it? Oh, but then so well, here, the 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 Trump Kanye thing because I I I've, don't, I try not to think about the Trump thing. Um, I'm affected by it as being a political creature. But basically, Trump becoming the president was the best thing ever, 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 ever because it brought out it literally. It's like when you uh when you if you pick up you know a microwave it's like a rock and the cockroaches you, you, are under yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so like we get to we got to see all the races with tiki torches yeah. and. We've been saying I've I've literally like you know I've heard the word nigger yeah. said to my face you know what I'm saying yeah. and so like like basically we've watched we watched all the all the people like no that's not true that didn't no, happen totally. we watched them like no this is here yeah for you to see I, I remember for about the the first three or four months after Trump got elected I would talk to white people 
and they were very shocked. They were shocked. And then I would talk to a lot of black people, and black people were like, ha, 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 ha. Like, yeah. no, not surprised at all. Like, That's this a- is what we've been dealing with, like, and what we've been saying. And you're like, no, I don't know. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, it's like, I mean, uh, yeah. That's why you see those videos of, like, white boys fighting white boys in the streets in Berkeley, and there's the gas cans and all that stuff going on. And it's like, our version of that is get, getting, like, beat up by two cops. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like our version, our version of that is like, you and, know, and, or like hit, dumped in like an enemy hood, which is like yeah. what a schoolboy Q out. Man, I'll never forget that as long as I live. Like being like, oh, that over there, that's where Crash dumped me unarmed in the enemy hood. Yeah, like, or even like the issue you you get, in, like you get into a, a conflict with, like a, a white boy being like racist, and then the police get there, and you are the only one in cuffs. And yeah. no one ex- and you're just angry and you're getting angrier and then everybody's like, oh, that's the villain right there. You know what I'm saying? So this yeah. was a, an example. Like this is like, this is like we're in the we're the time that we're in. I remember uh, Tarantino was cr- trying to describe why he made Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. and he was like, bro, there's only movies about violence and uh, with black men out. He was like, I wanted to make a movie showing yes. white. On white well, so crime. Was like the, yeah, the menace, that was like the Menace to Society, Boys in the Hood, in yeah. New, Jack, New Jack City era. Yeah. So like, Gosh. you know, like Jeez. that literally. Yeah. It's, and it's and it's some LA white boys. It's some yeah. Valley boys. Totally. Yeah, who, it was like South Bay, like and like South Boy, it was South, South Bay, Bay. I think it was. Where That's it was. where it was. I think so because he. Well, I don't know. He was from the South Bay, but I thought like, it was. I thought like when they went to meet the dude, he was in the Valley. But you might be right. The first scene actually is in Eagle Rock at the diner right uh, where we went to school. Pat and Lorraine's. Yeah. yeah. Where they're talking in the background. I didn't know you went to school. Oh, that's uh, by Occidental. Yeah. 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 But, like, it, it really... And that show there, it was actually raw when they, like, filmed. I mean, Oxnard was raw when I went there, and then Eagle Rock was raw, and now it's, like... Eagle Rock was, like, the Filipino area. It was, like, Filipino, but, like, heavily Mexican. Like, Mexican. I definitely got, like, banged on my freshman year, like, mm-hmm. in the jack-in-the-box, you know? Like, <laughs> I know we were just, like... Hey, dog, we were, here? we're, like, yo, we did not mean to yell back. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, we thought you were some frat boys. <laughs> and... Yeah. We apologize, and we will get a we will get this chicken teriyaki bowl to go and get it out. <laughs> yeah, but so like the the kind like anyway the Kanye doing this, I really like. I really like like I said, it's 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 showing me like who I'm dealing with. You know what I'm saying? It's showing me like the type of people, like it's it's showing me like self hating niggas. It's showing me fucking uh, people that are obsessed with celebrity. Like, and I literally I'm it's it's a chance for me as an artist. To have something to like, be like, you know, uh, to think about, and it's a chance for me as a person to not kick it with some people. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, you know what 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 the most damning thing about it is to me is like, I mean, I was thinking about this like last night, and I was like, Kanye, where he must have like, what do you say, about twenty million fans? Is that like a pretty accurate? I don't know. Uh, what whatever. Would say, how would you say that? I think it's like thirty million All Twitter followers or something. Twenty, a lot of fans. Yeah, right. Kanye. Is this, would you would you say it's safe to say has the most rabid one of the most rabid stands like Kanye Kanye people would would like walk with him into like with their new Adidas's into the ocean, you know like people are obsessed and like yes. I, I I my gut is in rap in rap and, or yeah just like in, just like in, in, because I, I don't think there's it, a cult of Kanye I don't it's think, a big cult I don't think it, it they're as rabid as the as the Beyonce Taylor Swift the girls no you know well but, but for if, but in for rap, rap in rap, rap yeah, who yes. is more yeah like Kanye and um. Yeah, yeah. It, what what's scary to me? There's probably a couple hundred thousand people, if not more, that are like, well, I guess maybe Donald Trump. What he's saying isn't bad. Like maybe slavery is a choice. You know what I mean? Like things like where it's like, or like you know, Donald Trump has spoke to the NRA uh, uh, today. Actually, this will come out in a few days. But 
he said he's like Kanye must have some power because you probably saw I doubled my African American poll numbers. We went from eleven to twenty two in one week, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, look like uh, that. I mean that's from a Reuters poll mm-hmm. uh, that came out April twenty ninth. So mm-hmm. who the fuck knows? It's a poll, but it's just shit like that where you're like Kanye might have like radicalized a lot of fucking idiots, mm-hmm. and that is just. And I'm with it though because I want the I want I literally I want I, the, I, I, I want like the, the idiots Democrat. to come out. I want them out. They're already there. I you like know? I feel like. Uh, but I didn't I didn't have a conversation with one until. Till like this week yeah. in LA, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So now it's like, okay, cool. I mean, but he, you know, like I don't know, just like the spreading of more. Like he's just a like it. It, it is sad. Like I think that um, that celebrities have had such cultural currency. I mean, it is a reflection of what we built up. Like we we are we are definitely like the chickens are now coming home to roost, right? Mm-hmm. You gave the presidencies in the hands of a fucking con artist that New York didn't fuck with. That he was such a megalomaniac that they're like, all right, you'll be a funny television character. Made himself out to be this fake image, and now he's the president of the United States. And Kanye is always like, I mean, that's why I like 808s and Heartbreak. Cause that's the only album to me that he's not kind of full of shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that album to me, I'm like, oh, that's that's the closest to the real you that I've ever seen. You're yeah. broken down. Because yeah. you, your defenses wear down. It's like you, yeah. you had he, that was the time where he had no vul- there was all vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of saw and like that to me was like it's ugly and it's beautiful at the same time. And that's why I really identified with that album. Yeah. I like other Kanye albums. And it's, a lot. But it, and it's fair too. It is fair. Yeah. You know he he goes from hating the bitch, loving the bitch, hating the bitch. Yeah. Like yeah. he's 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 like he turns the barrel on everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, and even himself. Yeah. I think. Um, well, especially himself. And like he doesn't I do just, that in other albums the same. And Blame Game was a really good song. Yeah. I, I, I want to say this, that California did everything first, because in, in our podcast that's going to come out next, we talk about, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Tom Bradley? Tom Bradley, We have to talk yeah. about t- Tom Bradley. For, uh, and b- first and only, I think, Black Mayor of Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah, and I think he, uh, like, a lot of what he, his whole campaign to, uh, you know, how we, how we, like, cross, like, racial and class lines to be elected in Los Angeles, uh, a lot of that strategy was like the it's like the seed of what Barack Obama did. Yeah, he got the West Side liberal Jews. Mm-hmm. He got like South black people from South Central. He and, got the Asian Watts. people, he yeah. got the Spanish people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Against against like the mountain of of you know uh of white people feeling like they're losing something because diversity yeah. is happening. You know, well, they've had a lot of studies actually where they said like uh, they ju- just recently they came out with, about the Trump thing where they were like, and that's exactly what they were saying. They're like, it wasn't as much like that they were slipping economically as much as they were afraid that they were slipping culturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as a force. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wh- whether it goes, but you feel like you're losing something. It's like it's like the guy. Know, well, that's the Taylor it's like Swift the guy, thing, right? It's like the guy that's that like, wants to fight in the fight in the club because he's because he's somebody's funny funnier is over here. Somebody totally. more handsome is over it's here. A, you're 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 mad because you're not getting the attention. The ratio is yeah. is, is different now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I mean, and if you look at and if you look at pop culture, it, it has become way more diverse. You know, we were talking about so, earlier, but a, like, real, but a real motherfucker just gets better, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, like all right, well now, well it's like kind of like when black people like integrated baseball. They're yeah. like they're like the records before that do not really count because you're only playing against white people. So now like everyone can play. Yeah, like you better fucking get better. Like get better. you know the fucking bullshit's not gonna stand. Yeah, but it's like when they used to let Jews in the NBA. There are no more Jews. We have not stepped it up. <laughs> but it's like you look at. 50, are there any Eastern 50, European Jews right no, there? No, no. There's one. Jew in the NBA is an Israeli. Okay, uh, okay. But no, it was, uh, but like in the 50s, because it was like no black people playing and no other Europeans playing yeah, yeah. and just like American ass white people, like, you know, Jews were in the NBA. And, and that's that, why we, the have, com- we, the we really got to stop it. It makes everybody better. T- uh, but totally. It, but yeah. then so and, also, and introduces new ideas, which is like, 
which is ironically the whole fucking point of America. I mean, whatever. That's why. That's why. You, uh, yeah, I'm not even. Yeah, gonna, we're not even gonna go there. We can go there. We could go there. I'm just gonna say yeah, guns, yeah. germs, and steel. But yeah. look, <laughs> freaking um, young Jer- rap game Jared Diamond here. Yeah, but also, you know what California did did first is we elected, you know, uh, the governor. Right. Um, well, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You and know, that was probably not a good thing. That was not a good thing. And I feel like that's, this is like, is that thing happening? Even though Reagan was a celebrity as well. Yeah, you're right. No, so, I mean, Reagan was. Where, Reagan, Reagan, but Reagan was, was from here too. That, Reagan, Reagan was, was yeah, the governor he was, here. Yeah, he was an LA, I mean, he was an LA guy. You oh, know? So like, but I mean, he, yeah, did, wasn't he a governor in California? Yeah, he was. Well, he was the fucking racist ass governor in California that was like sending out troops to beat the protesters and shit. And like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like, we, we get... We see this here in, in, in a place that's built on, like, you know, like, groupieism and celebrity. Yeah. And we watch it play on, like, in the, in well, the biggest theater in the because world. Because we create the media a lot. Most of the media is, is based out of here. So it's, like, the signals that we're beaming from here are, like, broadcast all over the country and definitely in the world, too. Yeah. Which and is, yeah. So we get, it, we get Trump as, as the president. We get another Hollywood guy. And Kanye and Calabasas that. and shit. And that's yeah. the other thing where I was, like, yo... <laughs> you been, have you been to Calabasas? Only driven through. I never hung Yo, out. No, it there. is not. Me and Paul spent a day there at a, at a complex mm-hmm. store, and it was like it is not. I mean, like, okay, Calabasas. What's growing, special about it? Okay, growing up, gr- growing up where where I grew up in LA, like you'd be like, all right, there's like you'd hear about like the Calabasas kids have a party, and they were like the softer version. You know oh, what the I mean? Beverly, they're, like, they're the softer, they're the softer, softer version, version of the Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills kids. Yeah. Oh my god! So like you know, like I grew up like you know what I mean? Like, I grew up in like an apartment, so it was like it was like, and then like you had I had my friends that were like they're the ha- the yeah, they're the friends with the houses, and then we're like on you know what I mean? And those were like. Getting it, and I was like mostly hanging out with like sports kids, which was like way more diverse. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? like the basketball team. Yeah, was like I was like the only one of the only white kids on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and like your baseball was, but so like you would hear about Calabasas, and that was like all that was like all white, all yeah. rich kids, like you know what I mean, mostly Jewish kids. You'd be yeah, like, yeah. somebody knows somebody from a Jewish summer program at Calabasas, and you know what I mean. And you'd like go out there, and you'd never find the party. You never find <laughs> like because it was before, like you know what I mean. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, it was just like no, good luck. There's no GPS back no, then. No, no, oh so you would never find the fucking party, or like you know what I mean, or like someone would say something about like oh, a girl, you know, some kind of bullshit, like you're 17 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, but it was like Calabasas, and you'd be like, and then like all of a sudden Calabasas became like a thing, and you're like Calabasas? Yeah, that Calabasas, and like so we spent a day. I mean, it's it's just like lame. It's cultureless, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing that really is like so that is interesting to me. It's like Drake to me feels very cultureless. Like he's he's a, he just takes culture. He yeah. doesn't produce culture. Yeah, yeah, and Kanye is an interesting thing because Kanye is just maybe better at doing what Drake does. Like you know what I mean? Like. It, it, no, I I think I think I don't Kanye, know why I think I think Kanye actually I, I wouldn't I mean, he say he comes from like the, a real cultural place and I, I and I think it's like just middle class black go to Morehouse kind of it's 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 like to me it's like the you know the Ladera Heights motherfucker like and and that's and I'm I'm experiencing that because yeah. I'm from South Central yeah. my grandma moved to Ladera Heights yeah, and I would go yeah, and dog. deal with yeah. These kids yeah. that my, were my best friend from high school was a girl from Baldwin Hills. So it's yeah, like yeah. Her dad was like a like a parole officer, and like her mom's yeah, a parole officer, right? Yeah. And I would go and deal with these kids, and they're they're like they're like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that is a culture. That is a cultural thing. A, Drake's thing. I it. Well, Drake is from Toronto. It's kind of like it's a different. He's a Canadian, different but he's, but I I I like what Drake does. Better, actually, I like Nice for What. Better, I, have to, I have to admit, I like Nice for What. You have it's to. A good song. Yeah, it's you like, have I, to. Like, I hate Drake, but that's a good song. Yes, like, I can, I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like his music, but like, I, can, I know a good song when I hear yeah, a good yeah, song. Yeah, he, he, and he has a lot of good songs. But what I can say, like, with Drake, I, I feel like Drake is one of those dudes, as an outsider to any culture, 
he literally like he I, I can tell he loves cool, he loves cool Keith. I could tell that he loves freaking you know like Wiley from you know he, uh, he's like a, he's a he's a rap nerd. He's a sure. rap nerd, yeah. and I and I feel with with Kanye, I I don't know if he's a rap nerd. I know he's a success nerd. You know Kanye didn't know who Max B was. Did you know that? Yeah, I remember that. Where it's like French exactly. Like he didn't know who Max B was exactly. But I think you what know is that when he what he's gonna call the album the wave or whatever that was exactly wave or whatever it was. And that's some that's some like spoiled like here, here's, here's the thing, shit, bro. Does Kanye know who Sugar Free is? I don't think he does. Yeah, because there's not there's that's not. That's how we need to. That's how we need to find out. Do you know who Sugar Free is, Kanye? When I went to Ladera, when I went to the middle class, middle upper middle class, middle class black area, yeah, that's when I felt the worst as being a nerd, not not in the hood, not being a person that's that's like into things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like those people were literally the most materialistic, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. the most judgy and the most bullying people. And I and I feel like, you know, like he literally Wiz said on that thing, like, you don't even know who Max B is. And then he went on a tirade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And because yeah, he, he to, to, de- yeah, to defend he, he to defend his ignorance. Yeah. You feel me? Totally. And that's that's some like and that's sort of what this I don't is. gotta know what it is. Yeah. Like like nah like whereas like in the hood like to be t- totally honest, like like you have to be like, why do you like this? I can tell you why I like it, and I'm gonna show you my collection. Like you know, that's yeah. that's how how at least we were, you know. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's. Uh, I mean, do you think he's done? I think he's probably he's not done. Like he'll he'll be. Popular. No, he, yeah. he no, he's he's more popular than than he ever was. We're doing a whole podcast talking about him. I hate that. I hate that. That like that. That's what you know. It's but like, people want to hear us talk about him. We yeah, have to do mention it. that. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, you need to talk about this." And I was like, uh, "Do I?" Yeah, and we're not the final word. Because I don't. I, the truth is, I mean, the final like, word is his records. I don't know what the alternative is. I don't really want to write a think piece about it, and I don't really want to tweet about Kanye. And like, you know what I mean? Like that shit feels even worse. Mm-hmm. Like you know, but I, but here's the medium of podcasting. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kanye. I think he signed Valet, right? Valet, yeah, yeah. Valet? I mean, Valet's like pro- right now. My three favorite rappers are Greedo, Draco, and Valet. Okay, so he signed he signed that dude. Or his his like company new, new his rappers, company you know. signed signed that dude. I think the best thing, like I like that I like that you're Valet High. Uh, I'm not Valet High. My engineer works at Good Music, so he. No, I know, but you like Valet. Yeah, I like good rap. Whenever I'm, I'm always like good rap. Yeah, you know, I like. Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan and an artist, so I'm like you know, yeah. I, it can't be one bit of hate in what I do or I, or yeah. I lose. But uh, freaking uh, like I think Kanye, as as like a factor in what is relevant in rap and like what we what yeah. we really care about yeah. you know yeah that's done that's out yeah this is this is a pop thing and this is bigger than pop thing this is just like celebrity spectacle this is terrifying it's what i mean it's like watching like uh like the kanye shit where he showed up in the make america great hat i was like today's the day the internet died <laughs> you know it's like this is it yeah, yeah, yeah it's done like we are now living in the zombie world when was the last time i danced to a kanye west song uh I remember not liking All Day Nigga. I remember not liking... Uh, I, remember, I liked the Brit Awards performance where he was with all the grime dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but cool. I think, didn't Drake do that first? But in no. actual, like, little under... Not, that was at the Brit Awards, but I mean, like... I don't know. Drake showed up at a Skepta show and he was just bopping. Like, it ain't... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and yeah, then, I mean, and then, and then kinda, grime yeah. has been popping since, what, 05? 2002. Oh, 2002? Yeah, 2003. So, yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. Like... Like That's, has Kanye heard a Dizzy Rascal record? Um, like, probably, probably yeah, probably, probably, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he like got not, it, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's like literally. Like that's where culture goes to die. Like you know how people yeah. talk about how com- like 
Kind when of, when of, the Kanye finds it, it's over. He's kind of at that point, you know, where it's like when the mainstream has absorbed it. When a white person on TV uses totally. your slang, it's yeah, done, it's right? Done. Like when when it makes it to Ellen. When like, it makes it to Ellen. Yeah. And, and Kanye's Ellen Kanye, at this point. Yeah, yeah, you know what totally. I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. So like anybody, we're we're doing this because we're you know because we got to. But if we what did we what were we we recorded this is the second we're doing this in two two that two two yeah. sessions in a row, right? Yeah, the first thing we talked about is something we're passionate about. Yeah. Some music that we love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Next week. This is something we, we had to do. Yeah. You know? We gotta listen. The, we, we gotta care. And this is uh well, this is the Zaytoven episode we should introduce him. One of the one of the greatest producers of the last fifteen years. Yeah. Like, uh, and he's a part of the whole Gucci like Gucci future uh yeah. Greedo, also a big fan of uh He made too much sauce, right? Um, future shit. Did he make too much sauce? He made he, all of beast mode, which is like too, he made all of beast. Yeah, I think mode. that might be. I don't know if too much sauce is on there, but I like. I think Zaytoven beats is shouted out at the beginning, or his tag is on too much sauce, which is yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah, that's a great. One song. of my top ten future that's, songs. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the one. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I like that song a lot. I like. Uh, I don't know, so I can't even top future songs. But my, what's like, your, it's a, my, What's my favorite? Uh, you know, on any given day, I might say, like. I might say today news or something. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. Ellen's like a SoundCloud Lucy. They put really? Out. But I always liked. I was always like a few. You know, like I always liked. Um, I was at a partial thing for. It's not the best song, but I always loved Percocet and Stripper Joint. Yeah, I love that's that a weird. Song. Hey, that's a weird. It feels like some weird like backpacky. Something when I first that's heard it, song. it was something it's a, weird. You want because it's a Jake one. It's like a Jake one. Like they flipped like a Jake one sample or something. Okay. Just I don't know I just I, when that song hit me at like that moment in my life you know but I mean there's a Fifty Six Nights song that I, uh, I'm about to Google now I mean, that you could say I mean there's there's I mean you could say March Madness and you wouldn't be wrong there's a lot oh, of Mar- future songs you know, no Mar- we never gonna lose is my new favorite one yeah we never gonna lose yeah, I love yeah. that one yeah I mean he's he's one of my favorite artists of all time and and uh, this interview's old that we taped with Zaytoven it's about a year old yeah but, uh, I mean it's mostly talking about Zaytoven's rise like how he was cutting hair into like deep in his run like gucci like gucci man's like eighth mixtape was when he was like okay i guess i'll be a producer full-time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so it was like really deep in the run i feel like those atlanta guys really love really love the music i feel he's like he's like a piano player yeah, right he is. he's from the bay actually and he's from the bay oh my yeah. god yeah, yeah. I, I think i i think i i, I think his first beats were like on G- i think jt the bigger figure i might be wrong oh, but, so. but it was like san i think he was from like san francisco like area. yeah yeah like that's tight yeah so Th- those dudes those dudes like I don't know. I, I, I feel like those dudes love music. Like, they, you know, they love telling their story, yeah. you know? And, yeah. like, like and, and you could even tell, like, like, Zaytoven is an older guy. Yeah. When, you, when you hear the beats come on, yeah. you're like, how too much sauce sounds. It, totally. it, feels, it feels real 90s, yeah. but you still feel the, you yeah. know, love. And it's like, what's that? What's the white boy that works with Travis Scott? Old, old dude. Mike old Dean. white. Mike, it's like a Mike Dean kind totally. of yeah. guy, you know? Yeah. I fuck with it. All right, cool. Well, this shot's fired. This is just me for this episode, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. What's good, man? How you doing on this uh, Friday afternoon in Los Angeles? Uh, I'm doing wonderful, man. I feel like I'm a little bit under the weather. Last couple of days, I've been dealing with a little cold, but, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to be out here in L.A. for the Grammy weekend. Do you come out uh, to L.A. a lot? I imagine for production he- stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here lately, I've been coming out more than usual. Yeah. Um... You know, I've, a lot of people want to do different deals, and a lot of people want me to work with different artists that I never really worked with before. So, you know, people fly me out like, "Hey, we need you in L.A." You know, we need you in L.A. more. So they're just they're just like, "All right, now Taylor Swift needs a trap song." Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I like. <laughs> let me show up. I'm ready. <laughs> that actually probably would be a good collaboration. I feel like you know she could use a little more kind of a 
little soul. Age, little age on it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to happen. I mean, I feel like sometimes that works. I mean, uh, the Juicy J and Katy Perry Dark Horse song is, yep. a, is a great song. It works. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, you know, everyone knows you for coming from Atlanta, but people don't. Most people, I don't think, know necessarily that you grew up in the Bay. Bay we well, grew area. up all around, but. Yeah, but the Bay Area is where I kind of. That's where I got my game from. You know, that's where I spent all my high school years. So that's when you really develop who you are. So uh, the Bay Area, you know, has a lot to do with the way I move, you know, the type of decisions I make, you know, when it comes to, you know, business and, and, and things like that. And it's like that's where I got my hustle from. The Bay Area has a different, you know, tycoon mindset. You know, yeah. so that's I kind of you know I got that from working with the from the guys out in the Bay Area. Well, it's like I'm looking at the book uh, you have right there, like uh, A to Z, how to you know do an indie producer thing, and that that to me is like very Bay Area because that's Bay Area. That's 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 what that is. Yeah, it's all Bay Area right there. Yeah, it's like I mean the Bay. I feel like is uh you have to do it yourself because there's not there's not like the I mean even No Limit started in Richmond and, but ended up going to New Orleans. Yep, well, it's the Bay Area. That's that mindset, man. It's the independent hustle. So were you listening to a lot of the early No Limit stuff when it was still in the Bay? Man, I listened to every last CD that ever came out with No Limit. I bought all of them. Yeah. You know, I was, at that time, I was just, I was a fan of music, period. So I was buying every rap CD, every R&B CD that came out, whether it's East Coast, West Coast, no Limit, Cash, Money, whatever it was, I, I was just a big fan of music. What were your favorite uh, No Limit records? No Limit records. Albums, it'd have to be the Ghetto Dope album was definitely one of my favorites. I was, you know what I was? I was a, I was a mystical fan back then, too. He's so. the be- one of the best rappers of all time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like any album that had mystical on it, yeah. that's what made me buy all the albums. Cause like, yeah. oh, mystical on that album. I got to buy it for that song, whatever song he on. He's still incredible. Have you have you worked with him yes, lately? Yes, I, I actually, as soon as he got out of jail, I went to uh, Baton Rouge and worked with him, him and KLC for a while. Oh, that's we did cool. some songs and everything together. I don't get why he hasn't. Like, I saw him around that time in Baton Rouge, in actually, Baton, yep. and he killed it. It was him and Manny Fresh, and they were both. I, I think it was actually him and Juvenile played a show. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. it was at the Varsity in, in Baton Rouge. Or, yeah, he extra dope, man. Mystical extra dope. I feel like yeah, that. I mean, we talk about like someone like Young Thug now, but like Mystical was doing that kind of complicated yep. rhyming style like back then. Ninety. Yeah, he was on Jive first. A lot of people don't know that before. Yeah. It was already uh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh. So and then, were you uh, what part of the Bay did you grow up in? San Francisco. I was in San Francisco. Um, you know, my dad was in the military, so we lived on the. Uh, it was an army base called Presidio. It's right there yeah. by the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, it's actually that, really beautiful. Yeah, right it is. Now. It is. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I lived at. Um, but you know, I went to Galileo High School, so all my friends was from the side of town where, uh, you know, is um, the projects Fillmore. So that's where all my friends and all my buddies, you know, that's where all the people I hang out hanging out with from. And that's where I met, you know, JT, the bigger figure, San Quinn, Messi Marv, all those guys. And that's how I started getting my feet wet, you know, oh, with the cool. music. Yeah, know? that's cool. I mean, the film, I mean, Rapping Forte. Rapping Forte, yep. That's how I got my feet wet with all them guys. I still want to do a story where I go and Rapping Forte takes me around to, like, the, the surviving players. Club <laughs> <of> the <baby. laughs> it's like, only the one in Hayward still yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. other ones in San Francisco it's right now. With, yeah, They're all coffee shops. Yeah. You got a $9 latte. Yes, sir. How does it feel like to go back to San Francisco now? Because it's a different city from when now it's the Western edition. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
now when I go back, it's like I, I have to play shows. I have to do probably DJ sets or something like that. But, you know, I still enjoy it. It still feels the same to me because all of my same friends and guys that I hung out with, you know, they right there. Yeah. And they come every time I do a show and, you know, whatever. They so supportive. When I go do a show, it's, you got 50, I got 50 people behind me because they're you know, they excited for me. They they proud that I, you know, of what I done done. So, uh, you know, going to the Bay Area is always a pleasure for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Like I feel like uh, were were you also really into? Was, was there a rivalry ever between the San Francisco and the Oakland kind of rappers at the time, or not really? <sighs> not really. I don't think when I was there. And if if it was, my mindset wasn't. There. I wasn't yeah, really was paying high attention. High school. You're yeah, I was high school. And I wasn't really paying attention. Were you pretty was. big in the E forty two? Yeah, E forty. Be legit. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. in all that. Yeah. I like that. I read an interview with you also where you shouted at DJ Quick, which made me really happy. Quick was uh. He probably one of my all time favorites, yeah. part producer. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, like I, I've had like uh, I'll, I'll like because I'm an asshole. Like I will sometimes make like outlandish statements. Like I'll be like, I mean, obviously I love Dre, but I would put Quick above Dre. Yeah. in my personal list. That's me. That's me too. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like um, it's interesting now because you see what Dre did. You know, when you're like you study production a little bit, not like I'm any kind of expert, but uh, you, like David Axelrod just died, and you're like, oh well, next episode is just a straight loop, which is brilliant in its yeah. own right. Yeah, but Quick was making. Composition, like compositions. Really, yeah. yeah, he was making real music. That's why I respected it so much because it was like coming from a musician standpoint. Yeah. And I kept looking at, you know, when I read the credits, uh, all instruments done by DJ Quick. You know, I used to yeah. get into that, and I was like, oh man, he a monster. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, you, you actually, I feel like you are are now coming into the point where you're gonna be like the the ATL version of that, where it's like you he put you know, was a piano man. Yeah, yeah, DJ yeah. Quick. Yeah, that's what that's why I like and. If you listen to my music now, a lot of time I use like flutes and stuff that's got like a almost emotional feel to it, and that's because I was listening to DJ Quick stuff so much back in the day. That was the things he would do. Yeah. It's like he'll have a hard beat, but then you hear like a flute, just a pretty flute player. It's like man, that just sound. Totally. You know what I mean? So that's like rhythmalism. Know? Yeah, like rhythmalism. Just, oh, ah yeah, man, yeah. you taking me back. <laughs> now yeah. I interviewed Quick a couple of years ago. It was like an LA Weekly cover story, and Quick. I mean, have you got to meet Quick? What's so crazy, I met Quick out here in L.A. It was a few years back, and it was so crazy because I'm like, oh, there go DJ Quick. I was in the same studio. Yeah. I was like, hey, go tell Quick. You know what I mean? I want to meet him. I want to take a picture with him. So I guess they told him, like, you know, they told him over here in the other room he wanted to meet you and this and that. He was like, oh, the dude that made Versace? I right, tell him I want to take a picture with him. My, my daughter love it. So it's like it just threw me. It, you know, it made me feel crazy because it's like, dang, he want to take a picture with me? Yeah. Like he don't, you don't know it. Like I've been talking about you in every interview. I've been, you know, what I mean, yeah. really looking up to you. So that yeah. was just big. Yeah, for me. I did an interview. Yeah, I was saying I did an interview with him at LA Weekly a few years ago, and he was, just, you know, he's just like one of the. He's a real cool dude, and uh, he invited me. I got to go up to his house in in mm-hmm. Woodland Hills. Like I, fe- I forgot the line, but he's like lives. At the t- I like I'm, I'm not even quoted, but uh-huh. real high up in the mountains, and yeah. like. It was crazy because he's like he had like a baby grand piano and he's like I don't usually do this and he tells the video camera he's like turn that off I don't I don't like people but then he starts getting on the piano yeah. and just plays like a beautiful melody <laughs> and I was just like God damn DJ Quick his hair was like immaculate I was yeah, like a true G yeah true G so and then JT the bigger figure found you at high school right like a high school football game yep football game you know I was a basketball guy so I played basketball you know we won state championship by the way. Basketball oh, wow. team, Galileo. Yeah, but at, at the football season, you know, I, I played music. So a buddy of mine that played the drums, we'll just, I bring my keyboard out here, set the drums up, and we'll just sit there and play just different little melodies and grooves or something that you done heard on the radio, you know, just to keep the, 
the uh, crowd hype. You, you know, were doing what like Sir Foster was doing at the Hawks games exactly. like 20 years before. Exactly, yeah. exactly what I was doing. So, um, and then JT was like, you know, he came and came to me after the game, like, damn, man, you cold with a keyboard, bro. What, you know, what's your name? What you, what you got going on? We exchanged numbers. The next day, he took me to his house, you know, where he got the studio. I'd never really been in the studio before. But he was like, okay, man, look, this is how you work the drum machine, and you play the keys on top of that. All right, cool, you got it. All right, I'm finna run. I got to go do this and that. And they just left me at his house for, you know, <laughs> for, you know, for hours. So I sit there and learn and play with the beats. When he come back, I have beats. I put them on a cassette tape, take them home, listen to them. Me and my brother try to rap on them. It's just, you know, and it turned into something that was fun for me. Not thinking it's going to be like a career. This is just something, I'm, you know, it's fun to go and make beats and, and try to rap on it. I feel like JT, the bigger figure, is one of the most unsung uh, links in music history because he discovered game, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, it's it's crazy to think that that JT the bigger figure, a San Francisco rapper, discovered one of the biggest Atlanta producers mm-hmm. and one of the biggest LA rappers. Well, he's I think he always he's been on his, um, like he's very business minded and he know how to see talent. Yeah. You know, so once he see it, he gonna lock right in and say, "Hey man, let me what you, let me help you out. Let me you know let me do something for you." Did you have beats on that Filmo Atlanta album that he did? Yes, I definitely did. Yeah, I was I was I was wondering. I saw that and I was like, I figured because Future yeah, was on it, Alley Boy was on it. I figured that was yeah, you know I was on there. It had to be. <laughs> on there. Yep. So then, you're. Did you? I, I go going back to high school. Were there any like D one players on your basketball team? Uh, two play one. It was two twins. It was twins on the team. One of them played Boston College and then played overseas. That was. Kenny Walls and then his brother Lenny Walls made it to the league as a, a football player. He played safety for the Broncos. Oh, that's so, cool. You know, that was that was big to see. You still a big basketball fan? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Do you definitely. feel like the NBA is like not as interesting now because like the Warriors are just so good? <laughs> no, it's it's still interesting. It's just I I really don't never watch it till they really get down to the playoffs yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I I feel like. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if LeBron gets yeah, someone we'll to kind of help them out. I, at this point, like it's all. It, it all becomes like 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 league adjusted shit. Where it's like, all right, you'll get like five huge stars. Stars, yeah. It's team. like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm long, l- lately suffering, but I think they're gonna be all right <laughs> in a few years. The Hawks, you know, Hawks are still solid. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy they resigned Bazemore. They solid. They solid. Yeah, I'm a big Bazemore fan. Yeah, <laughs> I like the way he plays. Um, so then you. You, were you trying to make it in in like the San Francisco music scene for a minute? No, I like even I mean up to even after I did Usher, that was back in was it 2010 around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still wasn't trying to make it in the music. It's really, just, it still was like a hobby to me. Really, I was still going to the barbershop every day cutting hair. That's crazy. as my job. Even though I make way more money, you know, doing music, it just I just felt like it was. I don't want to say luck, but I just felt like it was going to be a season of where, okay, this that was cool for a while. I was making beats, and, but that's over with now. You know, so I never really looked at it as in, this is my career. This is what I'm putting all my eggs in this basket right here. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So it, even after the Usher, I was still looking at it like it took it took to the point where I'm at the barbershop, and I can't really cut hair no more because everybody that come in, they want to give me a CD. They want to take pictures, yeah. and it's like, oh, dang! Well, I can't even really come up here like that no more. Well, you'd already like at that point, like had all of the Gucci stuff. I did. I had Gucci stuff, but even then, I just still felt like you know, it's fun. I enjoyed doing it. You know, yeah. I didn't really look at it as in it was gonna last up to it's 2017 now. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't feel like that. So when you moved to Atlanta around like 05? Oh uh, no, I was in Atlanta in 2000. 
I got I oh, got wow. there late '99, early 2000. So that was like the that was probably what like a pre-crunk. It was like between Jermaine Dupri's like era, like height at Jermaine Dupri and then crunk. Yeah, then crunk, and then I think then the Fifty Cent uh, era came, and then the Jeezy. That's when it started changing. Like when the Jeezy came, the music started changing. It started getting you know trap. Started getting Atlanta like okay. Yeah. So. And then were you, did your, like, just being out in Atlanta, I'm sure, like, you're, all of a sudden you were exposed to a bunch of music you probably never heard. Mm-hmm. Or did you hear, like, like Kilo Ali and stuff like that, like, the, that stuff growing up, like the MC Shy D? Nah, nah, I really didn't. Yeah. I really, I, I didn't f- hear this. I feel like, yeah, if you're on the West Coast, I mean, I didn't hear it. Yeah, until, I didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't. I, like, it's the kind of stuff that you kind of, it They wa- knew about it in Atlanta. I, I didn't know nothing about but, it. But, like, to be fair, like, they probably weren't listening to, like, uh, Anything other than like maybe the loonies. Yeah, the like, loonies or something. Yeah. And probably one song from the loonies. Yeah, it was like yeah. I got five. Not, I got not, five not the entirety of Operation nah. Stackola. Nah, nah, nah. Looney, yeah, yeah. Well, it was interesting. Yuckmouth. I, I always thought there was kind of a Bay South West Coast kind of like uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. kind of mix because like you know Yuckmouth then goes to rap a lot mm-hmm. and like you know a lot of the the Bay stuff was very influenced by by obviously by G Funk. Yeah. Kind of becomes like mob music and like mob the, music. Yeah. Like those early like sp- uh, you know in the spi- spice one like I feel like kind of walks the line where like a lot of people I bet did. don't even know. All of know. them did. Yeah. Yuck Mouth was one of my favorites too that, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. So then you're cutting hair and then you 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 were you were working with like Gucci's friend like Buddy, was that was his name? Oh, well, that was the, that was when I first met yeah. Gucci. That was his little cousin that he was, you know, cuz Gucci wasn't really trying to rap, he was trying to get a track for his little nephew. Yeah. And his, his you know, he had a song called Little Buddy and that was his 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 uh his nephew, I guess that was his rap name. And that just, you know, that was just an introduction for me and Gucci, really. Yeah. That just turned into, okay, well, Gucci, you need to be rapping, and we start working. Like, I don't even remember seeing Lil Buddy ever, <laughs> ever again after, you know, after the first initial meeting, so. That's why rap, rap history is, like, always, in, like, any kind of history is always interesting, because it's always, like, one figure who, like, sort yeah. of, like, makes the connection. Makes the connection, then you don't see him no more. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, so then, had you been making a lot of beats in this in this time after moving to Atlanta? You're cutting hair. Was that yeah, like? I was making beats. Well, like I said, now you got to think I was still in the Bay Area. So when I I didn't want to leave the Bay Area, but you know my parents had a basement. I started buying equipment, and I I couldn't really afford to stay in San Francisco. So I was buying equipment, just shipping it to my mom and dad's house. And they was like, well, you know, we got a basement here and this and that. So I'm like, cool, I can set my little studio up. But I wasn't setting it up to you know, make music or try to make it in the game or make beats to sell to people. It's just, I was making it because it was fun for me to do. I wanted to rap myself. My little brother liked to rap. My cousin liked to rap. I like to make beats. So I was making beats all the time. I just constantly was making beats. What were you making beats on at the time? Uh, The MPC 2000 XL and the Triton keyboard. So that's all I, you know, that's, that was my, my two uh pieces of equipment. Yeah. And I still use, uh, you know, that's, that same stuff to this day. Yeah. Triton, yeah. Well, that was well ne- now Neptunes it's the Chronos. Yeah. It's the Chronos now. You know, the Triton, then it went to the M3. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, that's you know. Yeah. So. So then, what? What? Uh, what was like Gucci like when you first met him? I'm sure that's a question you've been asked a thousand times. But like, what? Uh, what do you remember from those like early sessions? Gucci was just I I, I don't know. He took to me so much, and you got to think this this wasn't a Gucci man that people knew. He was a, a great rapper, or nothing like that. It was just a guy from you know around the neighborhood that I guess he I don't know what made us click so much. You know what I mean? But I guess when he come around, he liked my music so much. He brag about my music so much, and he just thought I was just big. 
you know, just coming from the West Coast, and you know, he just felt like, man, Zay the Zay the truth, Zay Zay this and that, Zay can play the keys, Zay this and you know, and that's how he felt, and I felt that way about him rapping. So the more we just kind of start seeing each other, the more we start coming over the house, the more we just spend all day together, like just making songs. That's cool. So, and, you know, and it kind of just went from there. We just enjoyed each other's company. I like how he rap. He like my beats. And, and I still didn't look at that as in we trying to blow up. It's just, you know, we just enjoy it. We yeah, no, it. yeah, no, I'm, I'm friends with Burn One, and he was like, I've Burn talked to him about it. Yeah, yeah, he used to come guy. over to the house all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And he, I think he, you know, he was saying how he was the first one to kind of convince him to do mixtapes or something. Yeah. Because like, it just wasn't, I mean, in Atlanta at the time, what was the, I mean, obviously in the Bay it was, more of the do-it-yourself culture was yep. it like that in the Atlanta at the time, or, or not so much? Not really, not so much. So, what was it? Just like everyone was kind of waiting for a deal. Yeah, cause you got yeah, I, you know, I think that's how it was pretty much everywhere else. Bay Area kind of got their own thing going on. Everybody else is waiting, you know, to get signed to somebody or meet and write, make the right connection, you know, to try to get a record deal or well, something like I that. I imagine because, like, LaFace was down there and, like, obviously there was so much coming uh, between OutKast, TLC. OutKast, yeah, yeah. And yeah Cody so Mob, like. You want to get a You know, that's how people look at it. Like, we need a record deal. We need, you know. We didn't think of, let's just start putting this music out, you know, just getting it around to everybody. So you kind of got down to, you got down to Atlanta around the time, like, a little bit before Stangonia came out, probably. Yeah, yep, yeah. Like, yeah. Was that, I mean, what, like, I mean, I'm sure you obviously were a fan of Outkast before that. Like, what was the, you know, what was that like kind of being, watching the end of it? You know, did that inspire you in any way, kind of? Outkast? Yeah, Outkast and Goody Mob, like that, Man, that those was, are the Dungeon family. Like I say, I was such a fan of all that stuff. I never would put myself being on, you know, on that level or they level, nowhere in my life in their career, I just was just a fan. Like, these guys are great. You know what I mean? I was just inspired by them, period. I never even tried to make music to say it can compete with, you know, something like that. So I was inspired by all the music that was coming out, you know, especially Outkast. Outkast like, my favorite group. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, we're, we're talking about, like, you know, you're, did you ever use samples in your production? I never use uh, samples, and I don't. I might want to say, due to laziness, <laughs> <laughs> and I always looked at you know that I know if the song kind of blow up or do good, then I got to give you know the money to somebody else. So it's like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. I was, I was thinking about organized, uh, organized noise because you don't. Most of their songs didn't have really have samples, yeah, which, sample. which was pretty revolutionary. I think at the time when they first, especially like you know ninety four. Yeah, because yeah. I you know I remember. Growing up older and being like, I can't believe that didn't have samples. Samples on it. in it, yeah. You know, yeah. But then I guess you had those guys and you had Sleepy Brown who can like do an Isley Brothers thing. So yeah, it's like and super, when you can halfway loving. mimic what a sample is, it's like, well, we don't need a sample. I can just play something close to it or sing something close to that and get the same effect. Yeah. So yeah. when, um, so when did you, when did when was the moment that like you kind of, you're like, all right, fuck it, like I, I'm taking it serious. I'm gonna actually do this like for a living, being a producer. <sighs> oh, was there like an epiphany or anything that kind of? Nah, it it just it it took me just outgrowing, it took me outgrowing the house I was in, outgrowing me going to the barbershop. It's it's like I was forced yeah. to have to like okay, it's all I can do because I, I didn't got too big to do anything else. So that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, and you and and you'd already been working with the stuff on future at that point. Yeah, yeah, I was working. You know, I was working on all the guys. 
you know, you won't even believe like even guys like Future, like you know, they was they was guys that was stealing not stealing my beats, but finding a beat somewhere from somebody else and rapping on them back in the day. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like to for this why somebody like Future get to where he is now is just it's just amazing. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, like you can go back and listen to the early the, the, the Dungeon Family, like the second compilation where he was rapping as like Meathead. Mm-hmm, Meathead, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like there is this like everyone has gotten a lot. Like I feel like Gucci's got better. Yeah, like I got better for me when when I like I liked your early stuff, but for me it was the the Space Cadets beat. Ooh, Space Cadets. <laughs> that, that was the one where I was like, we some Space Cadets. Ah, oh, that was it. That was magical. Yeah, but see, I didn't me. I didn't really lock in on future until probably dirty sprite so space cadets that was was that the next mixtape not as or that i think i think it might have been either one or two after one or two after that so like i started really paying future attention on on uh dirty sprite and not just because of the songs i done because he called me like man i got say these two songs i'm gonna put on dirty sprite i listened to it like okay that sounds good that's cool but I was listening to the other songs on there, like We Winning, uh, Old Hunters, and how it just infected the whole streets of Atlanta. Then I started listening, like, hold on, Future is the guy. Yeah. Like, you know, he's amazing. So that's when I started putting more time and effort and saying, hold on, I got to pay more attention to Future. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, and that's why I do as much as I do with him now, because I, once I seen that back then, I said, this going to be a guy that's going to be around for a long time. So if you notice, every time he put out a mixtape or project now, I make sure I'm definitely on it. Yeah, well, I mean, Beast Mode was a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people uh, would, would say, and you can't argue with that, the Beast Mode might be his best uh, project. I think it's his best uh, body of work. And I'm not just saying that because I did it, because I know it's my favorite uh, yeah. project, period. Yeah. You know, but it's just, it just, it's got a theme to it. It's got a lot of melodies is it's not over over driven by just hard hitting beats but you know there's some hard beats on there but it still got a musical feel to it it's like a work of art so. yeah i feel like you know someone's a great artist when they can make an amazing song about a peacoat about a peacoat <laughs> like and it's like a peacoat you know that's amazing and every now and then i'll wear a peacoat and yeah. i'll be like thank god future made a song about thank this. god future <laughs> made this song yeah yeah i mean i'm surprised he didn't come out with a line of peacoats honestly he had the yeah, headline right. but he got the headline yeah. yeah um so what yeah i mean the thing about future to me is like he has that tupac thing where it's like he has the songs that make you like want to fight someone. He has the songs that make you want to cry to. He could do all and that. sometimes in the same song. Say in the same song. Yeah, and that's he like got the, that gift. Yeah. And it's because he got melody too, and he got feeling. So I like if you listen to the new records that's coming out, it's like man, this guy is he amazing. What do you think? Um, you know, do, do you think they're like? Is it just like? I mean, I I don't. I've never obviously worked with him in the studio. I interviewed him once in the studio, and my my impression was that he's just one of those people. Like you, you ever listen to, like Bjork? Uh-uh. Like the singer uh, Bjork. I don't know that. She she's like a Icelandic singer, kind of like a has like these electronic avant garde. She's really cool. I I think you'd like it a lot. And okay. uh, she just feels she strikes me as one of those people that's made of music. Okay. And Future always strikes me as one of those people that like is made of music. Is just tapping into some kind of deeper thing in the. He is. He definitely is. And with the with the beats in in on Beast Mode, were those ones that you guys uh made together in the studio or? Well, a lot of them was was like Zay you give me the beats you want me to rap on so you know a lot of times like even before that I really don't get to choose now when it's me and Gucci 
nine times out of ten, we making every song that we done and we made it right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a single or the album, we just making songs right there on the spot, and those are the songs that then blew up. With um, a lot of times with you know like with other artists, you you give them beats and they're like, oh, I like this one, oh, I like number six, I need to, oh, I want to do something to that. Mm-hmm. I think Future's in a space where he's like, you know what? I want to use Zaytoven mind to say, Zaytoven, you pick which beats you want me to rap on. No, mm-hmm. these are the ones I'm going to use. Yeah. So, because if you listen to all my music before that, you haven't heard me do a whole lot of pianos and all that stuff in beats. Yeah. Because people, you know, they choosing the beat. They choosing which beat they want to use. And they most of the time, they want something that's just hard and trap. Yeah. When you saying, Zay, you pick the beats, okay, now I'm finna, I'm finna give you some beats that's going to show when you rap on these, when people listen to it, like, hold on, Zaytoven is better than what I thought he is. Yeah, well, was. I, you know? I I feel like they became like like symphonies. That's what that, and that's yeah. what, and those are the tracks I chose. I said, ooh, you need to rap on this because I know just the instrumental alone is just special. Yeah. So I know once you wrap some words around it, it's gonna be magical. So. What's your uh What's your production process like? I mean, do you do you have to make a beat every day, or are you kind of just like going to the studio for bursts? Uh, I almost gotta make them every day. Even when I don't feel like it, it's just just to have something made. Because a lot of times when I make beats when I don't feel like it, it end up being the beats that end up blowing up or, or getting big. You know, so Which I ones did, like that? Like what are the ones that like you didn't feel like that I did kind of blew Versace up? Versace was one. Really? I made that maybe like 7.30 in the morning, just dropped the kids. The kids just went to school. It's like I, I really don't want to make no beats, but I'm up and I ain't got nothing else to do, so I might as well just make a few beats. Yeah. You know? And that's what that, you know, that came from that. So, and I always look at it like that. I always look at hits can come from when you don't want to do it or, you know, it's not always, oh, I'm ready to go make some beats. I'm going to make, you know, some fire. Because a lot of times you don't make fire when it's like that. Yeah. A lot of times it's like when I'm, I got to, you know, I remember doing a song first day out, Gucci first day out. Yeah. I ha- I just had my daughter. So I'm holding my daughter and I'm making the beat with just my left hand, you know, just to do something so I can feel like I'm working, like I'm doing something, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, that's where that came from. So, and I always look at when I make beats, it's like I want to I wanna channel just different, you know, emotions where it's going to give me something different, like different feels, and, and that's the way I look at it. Is that ever, or do you ever, like, make beats, like I'm going to think about one memory or one one thing, or is it just kind of just comes out of you? It just kind of just comes out of me. Yeah. I just like to, I like to get there, start pressing buttons, and whatever comes out is that's what comes yeah. out. Uh, yeah, and I feel like a lot of uh, you have to get to a point where you're. I think like you become a master, and then at that point you're just kind of just experimenting and just experiment. Yeah, because yeah. it's it, of course it's going to be a million beats that don't get used. That that's not going to be that great. But you know, I'm happy with out of this hundred I made. If I get this one special one, then it was that it was worth making those hundred. I'm have, ready to make another hundred. Have you ever been like? Uh, I'm sure like people are hitting you up for beats all the time. Are you pretty selective uh, like about who you give beats to? Or oh uh, yeah, now I am. You know, before I was just like, man, here everybody take them, just take them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just take them. But now, like when I give beats out, you know, of course it's bigger artists that want them, and they do s- stuff that's so special to them. That's like the the beats I just I you know I gave for Future for whatever new projects. Any beat that he didn't touch now, I don't give him nobody else. Yeah, Cause they t- it's like. It's so magical what's, what's been done to it. It's like, I don't want nobody else to get it and try to come out with it. So Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like you guys have like a pretty unique... I mean, you and Gucci also have like Me a and really Gucci, unique... And, and the Migos, too. And Migos. Yeah. See, with those guys, though, it's always 
we spare the moment. Like, I pull up on Gucci house right now, we might make five songs. And those songs going to be the songs that, you, you know what I mean? I ain't got time to get them to nobody else. Yeah. The beats I made, they went straight to him and they, you know, they done. Same thing with Migos. Yeah, but with Future, it's almost, it's a different uh, a different selection of beats that I, I kind of give him. You know, because I know it, to touch his vein is something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes like or like I I think of a song like a hardly or a song like throwaway like yeah. uh, a monster and Mon- it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't I I've ne- you, there's no one like outside of like a Tupac where you where you hear that kind of emotion exactly but I think it gets like you know there are a few I mean I, like I'm actually I like Boosie I think is one of my favorite rappers of Boosie. all time Boosie good yeah I like Boosie but too. like he can't sing obviously the way Future, I mean, Future has the melody the melody like it becomes that's, what, that's his advantage yeah yeah um with Migos and you sought you sought out the Migos right is yeah that, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was there a song that you heard? Was it like Bando? Bando. Bando, yeah. Yep, I was listening to it, and it sounds so much like what me and Gucci do that it caught my attention. A friend of mine was like, Zay, you ain't heard this song, Bando? And since it just like sound like my beat, it's like, hey, man, these boys rapping on your beat. Somebody said something, something about Bando. Man, it's going so hard. Yeah. So, you know, it was coming from my buddy Young L.A. I don't know if you remember the artist Young L.A. Yeah, yeah. with Ain't I? Yeah, and I was like, so I value his opinion. So when he told me that, I instantly went looking for it. And I seen Quavo on there rapping. He was just in the room, just rapping it. Then it went to the little video they did. I said, oh, these, they, they some stars. Yeah. I'm looking for them. Yeah, I feel like they, uh, they. it's interesting now because we're, we're talking with Migos having number one records, but I feel like they got a lot of hate at first. And it was interesting because I, you know, and they still kind of do. Like, because I, 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 my, one of my friends made a compilation of their music and I was, I, I tweeted out and I was like, this is why Migos are one of the best rap groups of this millennium mm-hmm. and like probably of all time at this point. Yeah. And people, you know, if, like you get people from New York, of course, being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, but I don't know if you, you probably never listened to like Freestyle Fellowship. But they were like, uh, they were like the the purest rap group. Some amazing, amazing, technically complex stuff. And this rapper AC alone from LA, like a like a real legend of LA, mm-hmm. basically said Migos were his favorite rap group. And this is a few years ago. And uh, because I mean that the, I mean you're in the studio with them. I mean you probably like tell me like what wh- what's it like? I mean they're it's just what what they are to me is almost like what Gucci is to me. Like people don't hear it till later on. Like you know, you, I never thought people be saying, man, Gucci the hardest rapper, or the best rapper, you know. You know, that's people's favorite rappers a lot of time now. Like back, of all time, yeah. Of all time. Yeah, like but Vince Staples, day, that's like one of his favorite rappers yeah, of all time. Yeah, like back in the day, though, you can't get nobody to even say they like it, period. That's what it was with Migos. It's like, oh, we don't really like that. We don't like them. They ain't really that good. Until after a while, you keep listening, like, hold on. This guy, the, you know, these guys the truth or this guy the truth. So that's what Migos are to me. They, it's the same. It's the, they got that same thing to me. Yeah. It's just. It's interesting right now. I feel like Atlanta has sort of brought the rap group back. Yeah. I feel like that's okay. I mean, like Ray, Ray Sremmer, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, on, on some, and, uh, obviously uh, Migos. And, and to, a, to some extent, Run the Jewels are, you know. Yeah. When yeah. Killer Mike is in the group, it's Atlanta. Yeah, it's Atlanta. You yeah. know. Yeah. Did you, uh. Did you know like did you know Killer Mike back in the Dungeon Family uh, days or like or like when you first came to Atlanta or because he cut he has owns a barbershop bar- barbershop uh, yeah I know him I didn't know him really on the music tip as much mm-hmm. you know but uh, you know I know him I didn't uh, you know he didn't been to the house before he didn't done a song with Gucci me and him and Gucci done a song before so yeah you know what do you think um what do you like do you listen to a lot of other kinds of music besides hip hop I imagine. Uh, the other music I listen to is gospel music. Uh-huh. Cause I'm a church musician, so you know, and I I grew up listening to gospel music. It's like 
that gets me in a whole nother place. I really like listening to gospel music a lot. Who are like uh the like for you know for people that might not know like who are your oh, favorite kind my of gospel records or gospel right singers? Right now would be Travis Green, Dietrich Haddon, Tasha Cobbs, um, Fred Hammond. I was like old school. My you know my folks that's all we listened to. So I was up on the wine and uh, commission. Mm-hmm. You know that was like and I know every word to every song that they ever put out. So. That's cool. Your father was a pastor too, right? Yes, sir. That's cool. What um, did you ever think about doing that or? No, I don't think that was really my my calling. Like even doing this now, like us talking, so mm-hmm. like I never been the, a talkative person. I never been the guy that want to be out in front. I was just the you know I was a musician, like you know I was the even you know rapper and producer. I'm the producer. I'm the guy in the back. You know I, I want you to look good. You stand out there and you know be a star. I want to be back just kind of help you yeah. do that. But you know the tables is turning a little bit now where. Zay, we want to put the camera on you. We want you to talk. We want you to come and do a show. We want, you know. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, uh, you know, filling this whole thing out. But I don't think, you know, pastor or nothing like that was never my And call. you're playing with a guitar now too, right? Yeah, I'm playing which, with a guitar. Which I'm a big fan of. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to bring it back. Yeah. Have you ever seen, have you ever listened to Dame Funk? Dame Funk, no. If I could, if I could impart one part, like you, you would, you would, you would deeply fuck with him because he's a, uh. He's a very LA dude from from North Pasadena, okay. and uh, he actually made an album with Snoop, which is kind of his only like real like major hip hop. He did a, actually a song with MC8 a couple years ago. MC8, okay. But he he actually was kind of grinding for a long time. He played the keys on uh, like Westside Connection and All from the Eye Records oh, okay. in the mid '90s. Okay. Okay. Kind of, you know, and it was he's a like a modern funk musician, and it was you know it was for a long time like you're not getting the deal if you're a funk musician in your 30s. In your 30s, yeah, yeah. And he basically. Um, Got on a label called Stone's Throw, put out an album called Teach His Own, kind of blew up, plays all over the world, and he he also plays the guitar, and it's... Uh, I gotta check him out. Yeah, you'll, you'll fuck with it, I think, a lot. I, I think, gotta check him out. Yeah. Uh, did, what, did you see Lady uh, Gaga I do the guitar? I just seen that. I was like, oh, no, they just took my style. No, I said, uh, I tweeted out, I was like, Lady Gaga uh, set the guitar back 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> like, why was she, you know, but you know, I'm still gonna yeah. continue to do it. It's a lot of tours coming up. Uh, Future, Gucci, and Migos, you know, want me on a tour right now, so... You know, I'm definitely gonna bring the the guitar out in full effect. Nah, you should. I mean, I feel like it's it's an un, un an unsung instrument, and like it's been so. kind of dormant for a long time. Yeah, especially with our our demographics and our age group, as far as the music and hip hop, the trap music, there's no other producer really, you know, doing that, or probably even can do it. So yeah, it's uh, up to me to do it. Yeah, no, uh, I was gonna say too. Uh, you also did. You know, we haven't talked about, it, but like, you you. Are you have any new stuff with Young Thug coming out or you definitely, with definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, it's when when it comes to guys like Thug and all the other artists, especially coming out of Atlanta, we just got music on top of music. Yeah, it's just all about when it's coming out or when it's dropping or you know. But yeah, I definitely been working with Young Thug. Well, you remember the first time you met Thug? Yeah, it was in Gucci's studio, and he was mm-hmm. just you know he was just around, he was just laying around. He wasn't a star. He was just trying to get a chance to rap. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, no, I feel I feel like a lot, you know, everyone we're kind of talking about, there there is this kind of like evolution where it's like, it, it does seem like a product of like, uh, obviously a natural talent, but like a, a, like a serious work ethic. Because if you listen to like uh, Thug on Two Cup Stuff mm-hmm. versus like Slime Season 3 or, uh, uh, you know, it, it, the level of complexity and like what he's doing musically is, is on another level. That's what I'm saying. These guys, man, it's so amazing because I, I literally, just about everybody in Atlanta that's big now, I literally seen them sleeping on somebody's couch or just hanging around, you know. 
just being around, and it's like, hold on, this is the biggest star in the world right now. Yeah. He was just right sitting right there on the, you know, he didn't have a car to move around in. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, future, like, you know, obviously Gucci. I mean, not even thinking he'd be a rapper. Not even thinking that, man. So, well, I mean, you too. I mean, you were just cutting hair. I was just cutting hair. Like, to see Nicki Minaj at, at my house, like, three days back to back, you know, just nobody. I was I was telling somebody that the other day, I said, Nicki has to be one of the people that I, I didn't expect her to be. Like, she's just a super mega star. And she was just right here, just sitting here, you know, every day. Yeah, cause she was uh, signed, was she signed? She was managed by uh, by Deb, Walker's mom. Yeah, uh huh. By Miss uh, Deb and yeah, yeah, Deb. But you know, she was just around. It's like even Walker, like to see Walker. It's like he wasn't Walker was when we met Walker. He was just a fan of the music. Like man, say you, you and Gucci. That's all I listen to. Yeah. You know, and like, how you blow up and be the biggest, you know, big star like that. So yeah, that's why I know. You know, that's when I started really honing into like, okay, I'm in the right place and I'm doing the right thing, cause. Everybody around me is prospering, and everybody around me is becoming huge stars. Yeah, I you know I think also a lot about it. Like the the talent is there. I also think about like Atlanta radio. Really, it's when I'm whenever I'm down there, I'm always uh, struck by like I can't believe I'm hearing this on the radio. Yeah, like they'll play like Beast Mode deep cuts on the radio, yeah. and I'm just like wow. Wow. Yeah. Like in L. A. Like you'll be lucky to they'll they'll they're still only playing like. Only future songs with Drake. With, yeah, yeah, I know. And it's like I get it. Like, and it's like, like sometimes I'll be like, because I'm not particularly. I'm like one of the only people that in the world that hates Drake. But um, <laughs> everyone else likes Drake. But I'm not a Drake fan. But I'll hear that. You know, I'm like I can't blame Future for doing songs with Drake because it's like that's the only way to get on pop get? radio. Yeah, yeah. You know, what um, like what what's interesting to me is like um, you know, I, look, I obviously you're an artist and you you've kept, you stay true to kind of yourself. But was there ever um. Has there ever been any pressure now that you've gotten more popular where people, but they're probably just coming to you and they're being like, give me your sound. That's, you know, and that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. At one point, I felt like I need to change my sound or I need to do something bigger because, you know, now different people want to do music with me. I yeah. Like Usher, that's how I felt when Usher came to me. I was like, dang, I got to start, you know, making some real big music Yeah. because, you know, different people coming at me now. But when I send them, you know, the big music that I've done, I'm trying to make, you know, big R&B and pop sounding. They like, well, this music sounds cool, but can you send us the music that you've given the Migos and Future? So yeah. it, it, you know, it touched me right there. It's like, well, I got a sound that people want. So when they come to me, I got to give them, you know, the sound. That's why they come to me. They want my sound. So, yeah, I mean, you know? yeah, I mean, it, it is. Uh, it's interesting knowing, and I, I feel like knowing where you come from, it makes it like you know, knowing you came up on DJ Quick, like makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe knowing not. you came up on like Bay Area rap, yeah. and I was gonna ask you actually about uh, my. We just did a, I reference Noisy sometimes, and they just did a thing, well, what's the best Migos song? You know, and I answered, I was like, that's a trick question. There is no best Migos yeah, song. Yeah. It's like, you can't, but my, I picked actually one of yours is a R.I.P. Oh, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I remember Coach K sending me that song. I was in Alabama, and he was like, yes, they just did this. I remember, I remember hearing that playing on my phone just over and over again, just walking around like, man, these Migos is the truth. Yeah. Off of that song. That was that was when I realized I was like, Migos are the truth. That's what I said. That's yeah. what it made me feel. I yeah. was like, man, oh, they different. They the real truth. Yeah. I remember we shot the video in there. I said, man, Migos the truth. Yeah. So me and you thinking a lot. Yeah, yeah, nah, because yeah. I feel like uh, I, I was saying like everyone like it reminded me it had like a self therapy vibe where it's like the Illuminati kind of like yeah. everyone was chasing me, but it also had that like kind of like. That mournful, like kind of sad. Yeah, sad. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's called R.I.P. But like, 
You know, I feel like don't uh, make me go listen. I might play that at the club tonight. <laughs> you should. You should. I should go. <laughs> um, yeah. I was gonna say too. So obviously, is that is that book out now? The, yeah. The yeah. Book? Yep. A to, from A to Z. It's just you know like a a, a manual or a guide for anybody that want to be a producer, a rapper, a DJ. You know, from an independent standpoint, I'm just giving you know my tools and tips on on how I did it, and maybe it can help somebody else. Yeah, like for the kind of like uh, what what would you say like uh, you know, obviously they should buy the book. I mean, but like, what do you what would you say like the most the most crucial things for people to know to kind of make it as an indie producer? Because it's, well, I mean, that's I I get asked that a lot. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Yeah. Like, ask a producer. It's 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 really a, a discipline thing, and uh, um, and knowing that you know, like you got to do this. Like you, you do this music and stuff because you love to do it. Like it got to be something that you love to do, and you got to discipline yourself, and and be confident that you know your time will come. Like you know, long as I've been doing this stuff, I, like I didn't had a routine for since I was just younger. Like when it come to making beats, when it come to doing, like I'm a robot almost. Like you know what Zaytoven gonna be doing in the morning. He gonna get up and make five to ten beats. You know, then he later on that day he's gonna. I mean, he gonna pick his kids up, then he gonna go to the studio, go to the studio, make sure everybody get the beats, you know, that type of deal. And it's really just being consistent and and uh and and steadfast in, in what you're doing. I feel like you know, I, and I always put a lot on, you know, if God don't make it happen or if it's not meant to be, no matter how good you are or how bad you are, it just ain't gonna work. Yeah. You know, I feel like I feel like I'm good. I don't feel like I'm the best in the world or nothing like that. I don't feel like my talent just exceeds everybody else, but I feel like, you know, it's it's something that God, you know what I mean, just is meant for me, meant for me to happen. Now I stay diligent and being disciplined and doing things a certain way and being consistent, but I feel like, you know, God really put all the pieces in in play. As you've gotten kind of uh more, I mean, obviously, we've been doing the thing in the studio for a long. I mean, since JT the bigger figure, but you know, kind of as your stature has grown, have you got like, uh, has it kind of in, in a good way changed the way that you kind of you've gone from being a beat maker to being a producer? Like, in terms of like, do, do you ever like with these rappers? I mean, like, how much input do you have? Like, in oh, maybe you should say it this way, maybe you know, because there's always the Dr. Dre model of producer yeah. where it's like. You know, and then there's obviously people that just like. Then there's I don't know if you ever listen to Madlib, but he's just one of those guys. He gives beats. a few rappers beat CDs, yeah. yeah and they well, do it's, it depends on the artist. You know, it's like of course the artists that I work very closely with, like Amigos or or uh, Future or Gucci. I have a lot of input because we work closely together. Yeah. If, if Usher or Drake or somebody else get on the song and put it out. <laughs> I gave them the beat, and yeah. they just did what they, you know, what they do. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's both. I, I do both. Are most of the artists that you work with, like uh, most of the artists you just kind of mentioned, are they mostly like one take kind of artists, or are they kind of like, uh, you know, it, it's see, I mean, because it seems from their music that it's like very spontaneous. It, it is just, spontaneous. Yeah, and and it's that's how I make music. That's why I make the music I make is because I know how the rappers are. I know how spontaneous they are. I know how impatient they are. So that's what drives me to make the beat in ten minutes and hurry up and get it to them while while the vibe is going. Yeah. So and that's how they are. They rap like that. It's one take. All right, Zay, you done with the beat? Turn the mic on. Let me go in there and and feel the song out till it's over with. You know, yeah. take fifteen minutes and then the song is done. Yeah. Going back to what you're saying, it's interesting to me because I feel like you must. I mean, you 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 didn't quit your day job for a long time. I didn't. I had to be forced off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Did you yeah. like cutting hair? Yeah, I like I had liked the environment of it, you know. Mm -hmm. We telling jokes all day. It just 
a good, nice environment. Were you one of those people that would get into arguments about rap in the barbershop? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We get into arguments about sports, rap, everything. What was the What was the argument? Was there like one argument? I mean, I'm one of those people I get into the same argument with people just about Drake. And I'm like, no. And uh, But like, was there arguments that you get into in the barbershop that like stand out where you just constantly get into one or two arguments? I used to argue about Gucci Man all the time, just before he blew up. Yeah. Cause I like you know I come to the barbershop. I'm gonna put my CD in there and play the music we've yeah. been doing. And don't nobody really like it. They don't think it's good. So I got to argue with my buddies <laughs> on how good he is. And they like, man, he terrible. <laughs> you know. Until one day, Icy start playing it and it becomes the number one song on the countdown. Yeah. You know. So now so it, it must have felt like. Did you watch the TV show Atlanta? I didn't see it. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's sort of a. Uh, it's sort of like has that where like the the guy Paperboy just all of a sudden you know he's just going around. He's kind of like just dropping out of his house and like all of a sudden his song gets played on the radio and it's sort of kind of how it everything changes the moment it gets on the oh, radio the way okay. people start treating him. Yeah, it's a good show. Gotta check it out. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure getting paid at first must have. I mean, it must have. There must have been no money involved because these are free mixtapes. Yeah. Well. Or a little so, bit, you know. Well. So Icy was was my first kind of real payday. Like yeah. Sometimes, you know, guys would bring me a couple of hundred dollars for some beats, a thousand dollars, you know. Yeah. And that was cool because I, I wasn't really just doing it for the money. I just enjoyed mm-hmm. doing it. So Icy, you know, I got my first $25,000 check, you know, from BMI with that. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, kind of opened my eyes like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I can make some money doing this. That's cool. You know, but I still treat it like a secondary hustle. Yeah. It's like everything else was like gravy. Yeah, everything else was gravy. Yeah. Um, so then what what have you been working on that, that you know, this might not come up for like another month or so. It's like, what are you working on that, uh, you know, is, is coming out in the rest of the 2017 that people should look out for? Uh, I, it's a lot coming out. I know it's a lot of projects. You know, people have been watching and keeping up with me. You know, they know who all I'm working with. And I don't like to talk about it too much because yeah. people take it and run with it. I'm like, sure you're Jay-Z thing. That's they running with it, like, so much. And I'm, like, I'm trying to keep it innocent. Like, you know, I, I, I went to you know I went to Jay-Z at the house. He, you yeah. know, he wanted to get some tracks. I gave him some tracks. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. He didn't say we finna have an album come out, ain't no project finna come out, none of that. You know, we hope that's what's happening, yeah. you know, what happened. But, you know, it was just a, a, a mind-blowing experience to even, you know, to be rocking with him. So, and that's just what that was. What was know? it? Did you have a favorite Jay-Z record growing up or an uh, album? <sighs> Jay-Z, what was my favorite? Favorite. <sighs> I mean, I like the early Jay Z. I was on Reasonable Doubt for real. It was that. It was the best. Like when I was playing at the football game, one of the songs that um, when JT came and 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 got me, I used to play at the at the uh, football game. Was it? Uh, it was on the Sprung soundtrack. What was that song? Uh, who you're with? Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's I used to song. play that. So yeah. it, you know, that's what kind of I think that's kind might have struck him like, hey man, I need to get this kid over at the house. That's funny. Yeah. No, that was a great song. The Sprung. The Sprung soundtrack. The Sprung I remember that it, video remember too. On Sprung soundtrack. You know how far long ago that was. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely high school. Yeah. Um. You ever play basketball anymore? Are you retired? Did I play what basketball? basketball. Oh yeah, man, I play, play. I play basketball two, three times a week. Damn. Yeah, I love playing basketball. Yeah, a lot. I'm kind of retired. I used to play, but I'm kind of retired. I, love I, should, I should maybe come out of retirement. <laughs> I, I always say that. I'm like, nah, you should play again. I'm like, I don't know. You're, you're, <laughs> you're retirement age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hurt that. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite player in the NBA? Uh, or a couple NBA. favorite. Who, like, who, who you think are, who's your all-NBA team right now? All-NBA team? 
What you mean, like? Like who are you, you know? If you were to pick like five five starters right now, who are you? Who are you? I don't. You know, it can be your favorite. It doesn't have to be who's the best. I don't. Because that's different. Because I think okay. I, I, yeah. Russell Westbrook's like my favorite. Yeah, but, well, you know. of course. I mean, you of course you had to do LeBron, Westbrook, KD, Steel Curry. Who else I want to go with, man? You probably got to go Durant or not. Huh? I said KD. Oh, you said yeah, KD. I said okay. KD, yeah. Right, yeah. I got to do KD. I'm trying to think who else. Well, I, I like Kyrie a lot, too, man. Yeah, Kyrie's cold-blooded. He, so. Yeah, yeah. he hits he hits big shots. Yeah. Any, uh, any athletes ever try to get at you for beats? Uh, Athletes? No, not really. Oh, uh, wait a minute. What was the guy? Damien Lillard? Nah. Uh-uh. He can rap. They no, nah, they haven't really came at me for beats. A lot of times, you know, they trying to get a label going. Yeah. They got an artist or something like that. But it's no. Nah. Are you uh are you do you have a label right now? No. Uh I'm actually working on uh you know, I'm trying to see who I want to do a deal with now, but you know, the company, you know, the label's trying to give me a label deal. So it's a you know, it's about who I wanna go with. But the label name would be Zaytown USA. So that's definitely be coming soon. I think the first album I would put out would be a Zaytoven album. That's cool. Not you, me rapping, but you know. Yeah. Like a. That's great. I mean, that's I I I admire you. I feel like every producer that gets on is immediately like. Although Mike Will hasn't rapped like yeah. a, but I feel like that's like since Kanye for the last decade. Like every producer then just just like all right now. Yeah. And yeah, it no. sometimes it works, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what um. All right, well, we're about to wrap up, but um, what do you think, uh, you know, what do you think kind of like people maybe don't understand about you that, you know, y- you think they sh- should know or, you know, it's like, uh, you know, miss any miss, any missing misconceptions or anything of, really besides don't. doing a whole album with Jay-Z that, you, <laughs> that you're not I, doing? <laughs> I really don't think so, man. I think people might have been, they've been seeing me probably for so long and, you know, on the internet and, and and if people just follow you now on Snapchat and Instagram yeah. and stuff they can really f- feel the sense of person. Yeah. Are you, you big are. on social media? Uh, I mean, I do it cuz I have to. So I mean, does it ever like drive you crazy? No. Uh, no. Uh, cuz I use it for, you know, I use it for the music, but then I, you know, I I'm, I'm a family man, so yeah. You know, I, I post my family a lot. I do, you know, yeah. things it's, like that. It's so. not like down in the deal. <laughs> it doesn't nah, become nah, a Yo Gotti. Not down in the deal. No, not at all. I so. do think, though, that Yo Gotti really uh, struck a nerve uh, for the time with oh, that yeah, song. Yeah, it's did. a pretty brilliant song. It was. It was. It was. Um, I feel like those are some of the best raps. Like, it's like a peacoat. Yeah, <laughs> you pick, like, was. one idea. That's what that was. Um, I was going to say, uh, this is a random question I asked to people that I think have... Uh, a, an, it's an unanswerable question, but I asked to people that I think have some wisdom. What do you think... Uh, I think everyone has their own meaning to life. Like, I don't think there's one meaning to life, but, mm-hmm. you know, for your life, for your own personal happiness, what are the, what gives you meaning? What are the most important things? 